WCNC Charlotte. This is Flashpoint. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. The race for the presidency now well underway. And right now, it looks like Donald Trump and Joe Biden could face off in a rematch. But a former leader here in Charlotte and across North Carolina says more options are needed. Former Republican Governor Pat McCrory now joining an organization looking at possibly adding a third option unity ticket to the ballot. Joining us now, the former Charlotte mayor, former North Carolina governor as well, Pat McCrory. I, I also think he was one of the original guests on Flashpoint as well, going back many, many years ago. Uh, he's now the co-host co yeah. co as well, I, I, yeah. I should say, yeah. uh, back in the day. He's now the, the national co-chair for the No Labels Movement. It's an effort to encourage common sense bipartisanship across America. Welcome back to Flashpoint, uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Governor as well. Um, so Thanks for having me. Bring us up to speed. For the past year, you've been sort of out of the fray of day-to-day of -day public life. Has the last year given you a, a fresh perspective on things? I think January 6th gave me a fresh perspective on this because I'm concerned that we have both left and right anarchists who um, I had to deal with when I was governor with the Charlotte riots in 2016 who would rather have anarchy than civility. And I think the civility has got to return back to politics where we're talking to each other as opposed to talking across each other. And I'm very concerned that our current political structure is not dealing with today's problems and kicking them down the road for the next generation. And the biggest concern, and one of the reasons I joined No Labels, is because 60% of the people of America do not like or do not want to select from the current front runners of the Democratic or Republican Party. Um, and we've never had that before in American history, or at least in my lifetime. You know, usually about 40% of the people do not like the leading contenders or the, the selectees of the two major parties. But over 60% of people saying we don't want Trump or Biden is numbers we've never seen before. And I think there's kind of an arrogance among the two parties that we have to select or concur with whoever they select. And I don't think that's right for our nation. So uh, if that those numbers continue after Super Tuesday, we're going to have uh, a no labels ballot on all 50 states, including North Carolina, and have another option for the people of our state and the people of our country. I hope between now and then, however, the two parties will align more with what the American people want regarding a selection of uh, who might happen. And I say that as a Republican, I'm not changing parties, and I think we've got some great candidates. But uh, if Trump and Biden are on the ticket, uh, most people don't want either one of them. And that's not, that means that I think the two parties are losing touch with the American people. And um, that's not good for America. Uh, so, so let's go over how this would work, um, how with mm -hmm. the sort of no labels sort of method. is you mentioned after Super Tuesday, um, if it's Trump and Biden, you all would nominate sort of a unity ticket that would have one moderate Democrat, one moderate Republican, and then you would put forward this sort of unity ticket. Um, well, I would say it's going to be most likely one Republican and one Democrat who will work together and understand that uh, when you have a divided nation, you have to work together. You know, this this term moderate or conservative or liberal, I'm, I'm, I'm a Republican conservative, but on some issues I've been called a rhino and other issues 
the left has called me a, a right-wing extremist. And these labels are being thrown around so much and so recklessly by political parties and the media, with all due respect, that uh, it's not letting us work together when there is division. Even without division, we're not working together. When one party is in control, we don't come to solutions for fear of being called a rhino or a right-wing or left-wing extremist because we're more afraid of the primaries than we are the general election. Do you think this person, this ticket, would really stand a chance? Critics say this person, this ticket, could just be a spoiler and still throw it one way or the other to either Mr. Trump or Mr. Biden. Um, do you see we're it not going to We're not going to get into it if it's a spoiler. Uh, the two parties want to spread the rumor uh, that it's going to be a spoiler when, in fact, they might be the spoiler because they selected two candidates that are not satisfactory to the majority of people. So after uh, Super Tuesday, we'll do polling. And if there's a good chance now, we're not going to get the majority of the vote, but it's winner take all, just like we have in the primaries um, uh, and a ticket that we think can win. And only then would I agree to continue as uh, as a co-chairman of this uh, really good group of people that I'm impressed with. Who would have imagined that I'd be joining forces with Ben Chavis, who served seven years in prison for a crime he didn't commit in Wilmington, North Carolina. And, I, you know, I find out he and I agree on a lot of issues. We just never talk to each other. And we're trying to show we can be civil to each other where we agree and where we disagree. I think that's I think that's how most Americans are. Um, and, and I think you, you blame the media, but I think you also will acknowledge that that compromise is not exactly rewarded in our uh, legislative hallways. I mean, all you got to do is look at last week. It's actually not. Yeah, look at, it's look. not rewarded by the parties, by the legislature, or by the media at times. I'm having, I had some more left-wing media interview me yesterday, and they just fought me. Well, you're, this can't happen, because a lot of people want the status quo of the current system, which is failing. It's failing America right now. And, I mean, we've never had numbers where so many people are, uh, don't think the direction of America is going in the right way. How, how do you size up what happened last week, uh, last weekend at the GOP convention here uh, in North Carolina? Tom Tillis was censored uh, for his moderate views on some social issues. <laughs> it's it's uh, I, I, I joined governor, former Governor Jim Martin in speaking against the censor. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Tom, by the way, is a very conservative guy. He and I initiated some of the most conservative tax cuts and other policy in North Carolina history that have worked um, in the long term. And uh, Tom, I think, is doing a good job. I don't agree with Tom and everything, but just because you don't agree with someone, you don't cancel them. Here, here, I, I hate, I, I so disagree with the cancel culture of the left and here the rights trying to cancel Tom Tillis and they ironically left out all other members of the delegation that, that voted with Tom. So I think there's a little more politics behind this regarding possibly the 26th Senate elections. <laughs> Still to come here on Flashpoint, the former governor weighing in on President Trump's arraignment this week, why he says it might just fuel Trump's candidacy. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Former Governor Pat McCrory weighing in on the upcoming presidential race. Why he says he wants to make sure neither President Biden or Mr. Trump get a second term. Looking at the 2024 race for presidency, uh, the president once again in court this week um, on new federal charges. Do you think that just fuels his popularity within some in the Republican Party? 
Yeah, within some of the base, it'll fuel popularity. And regardless whether it's legal or not, I think what both Biden and Trump did was reckless. And anyone in the private sector who did such a thing uh, would be fired immediately. You don't carry documents outside your office in the private or public sector. And uh, we got to quit wearing the jerseys. When the Democrats do it, the Democrats give them a pass. When the Republicans do it, the Republicans give our people a pass. Quit giving a pass because they happen to be wearing our jersey. We need to be more consistent in our viewpoints as opposed to hypocritical. Well, but, but to that point, I mean, Vice President Pence was just sort of uh, uh, not found to do anything wrong in his case because it was clear that he had some documents but was not aware of them. And, and so far, the Biden case is continues to be under investigation about whether he knew that. I, I feel like the President Trump's case is quite different. Uh, uh, based on what we know, that investigators had warned him several times, hey, you've got documents, then we need them. And it appears, according to the special counsel, that he held those back uh, from those investigators. I don't know what's, I don't know the details because we aren't given the details on Pence and what documents he took and was it purely accidental. Even if it was ac accidental, it was reckless, but the amount of documents that both uh, Biden did when he was a senator and vice president and that President Trump did is reckless. I mean, just reckless. We don't know it much more than that. And by the way, not cooperating is reckless too. And that might be a little more of what Trump did. But either way, if you break the law and then decide to cooperate because uh, someone saw it, you're still liable for that activity. Uh, but. Uh, so we'll let the court system work, and I, the court system needs to, be, needs to be consistent with all people they're dealing with. I just hate to see the division, and what I don't want is violence. Um, you know, we have the left who disagree with certain items, and they turn to the streets of Charlotte and break windows and attack our police and police station. Then we have Republicans who disagree with election results and attack our police officers on the Capitol Hill. I, I just... I just we've got to stay strong and say we're against any anarchy. Uh, I, I'm a, I believe in the Constitution that includes peaceful assembly and peaceful assembly doesn't include attacking our police officers or destroying property. Knowing that you don't support President Trump or President Biden, is there a Republican who who is in the race right now that you do like? Yeah, in fact, most of them, most of them, I know them. Uh, there there were some good governors that are running. I'm, I'm, they'd be great presidents in my book. Um, but they don't seem to be making much traction. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I don't want us to have to have a third ballot and neither do my uh, more moderate liberal friends and uh, Ben Chavis and, and Senator Lieberman. They'd prefer uh, it, the two parties wake up, but if they don't um, and 60% of the people still disagree with the two candidates and feel like they have to hold their nose in order to vote, we got a problem. And uh, a company that would do the same thing with their products, where most people don't like their product, would be out of business. And I think it's up to the two parties to uh, kind of wake up. And I hope my Republican Party wakes up. They, they didn't do a good job at the convention in uh, getting the signal, though. What, what if the no labels folks came to you and said, you know what, you were the governor of a purple state. Why not put you on the ticket? <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm going to hopefully be a part of that process. Um, I've moved. I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, I'm using my wisdom as a former mayor, governor, and Senate candidate, and a city council member. By the way, I'm proud of that. To try to give a perspective that's not 
being given. And as I often say on the radio, I've played the game, I've been played by the game, now I'm here to tell you the game and what's wrong with it, and we need to improve upon it. And um, I have nothing to hold me back on that. That's, that's what a person of my age should do at this point in time. Frankly, of any ages, and I've been pretty frank on both sides, but uh, the labeling is killing us in politics. And it is being done by the media. You know, you're a conservative, you're a liberal, you're a rhino, you're a right-winger. Um, it's got to stop because most people take each issue individually and decide upon it and see the facts and make their decision, then move on to the next issue. So are you saying you're not going to ever run for office again? I've said that before, yeah. I, I, I've made that commitment to my family. <laughs> well, you, we can understand that. If I change, you'll be the last to know. Yeah, I, well, listen, after several decades of doing listen, the public I, listen, thing. I went through, I got, I got, you know, I got attacked even after I came home to Charlotte, you know, in my car. And, uh, we've been threatened and, uh, you know, so it's, this, this, this crap's got to stop regarding violent rhetoric uh, and violent actions. I, I've been a part of it and I've been a, kind of attacked by both the left and the right um, as we describe them. Um, and it's wrong. That's not the way our nation should act. As far as Republicans running for governor, um, you supporting any of them, all of them, none of them? I have not uh, stated where I feel. I, I do feel we have, uh, I, uh, Dale Falwell worked for me and he's a doer, he's a worker. Mark Walker is probably the most social conservative person running, true social conservative. I ran against him for the Senate. And then uh, Mark Robinson, he's um, he's a great speaker. <laughs> he tells people what they want to hear, not necessarily what you need to hear. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Finally, you mentioned the fact that you were a city council member, you're mayor of Charlotte, uh, many terms over. Do you look at Charlotte sometime and the city and then how it's run and knowing that you are conservative, even though you don't like the label, uh, even though you're a Republican, even though you don't like the label, um, do you say I don't mind the labels. It's the branding of people, uh, the labels. But the city of Charlotte, I'm proud of. I think we did the right things. I'm very discouraged about the crime and the lack of attention being directed toward crime by our current elected officials and the, allowing people to sleep on the streets and we're, we need to reestablish some of the programs that I did as mayor, like Target 100 and targeting the people that we're arresting over and over again and get them prosecuted. And we're not doing that. We're making some of the same mistakes that we see with the more uh, what they call progressive cities of letting the criminals go into our stores and walk out with stuff, which I just saw the other day at my drugstore and supermarket where people just walked in. Mayor Pat, I guess you'll always be Mayor Pat around these parts, even though you went on to be a governor and as well as a Senate candidate. I'm proud of that, no problem. All right, I'm Mayor proud Pat, of that. welcome back to Flash. As long as you don't put an adjective before it. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. All right, take care. Thanks for coming back on, we appreciate it. Take care, bye-bye. All right, more Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. A Gaston County woman was in the privacy of her own home, wearing next to nothing, which she says local police humiliated her, searching for suspects in crimes they didn't find, all without warrants. WCNC Charlotte's Nate Morbido discovered these kinds of unwarranted searches really stand in the way of progress when it comes to police relations. And a warning for our viewers, the incident you're about to see may be hard to watch. Along a busy road. Every morning and I open my eyes, that's what I remember. Shalonda Ash is still looking. This is crazy. For an apology. I literally was snatched outside, but 
naked. In February 2022, she woke up to find a task force of local police, a state agent, and even a member of the Secret Service outside her Gaston County home. All I'm thinking is they're finna kick in my door. The surprise made worse by the fact she says she was naked at the time. I know I've not done anything wrong. I said I'm gonna open my door with my hands in the air, show them, hey, look, I'm naked. Ash says she repeatedly tried to make it clear she wasn't wearing clothes. I put my leg out a little bit further to show him. Now they're rushing towards the house with big guns. But she says that didn't stop a Gaston County police officer from escalating the situation. She says briefly pulling her outside her home, then holding her in the open doorway. And they're calling my sister's name. Convinced Ash. He just yanks me out, throws me in handcuffs. Was someone else. As I'm on the porch naked, they're searching my home. The Fourth Amendment protects against unwarranted searches, but there's an exception when police have reasonable concern about immediate danger. You snatched me outside naked like I was a criminal. Officers thought Ash's sister, wanted for a murder in South Carolina, was here because a car registered in her name sat outside. That, along with noise and a pit bull inside the home, led the officer to say he feared for his and fellow officers' safety. Turns out, the murder suspect wasn't at the home. It was the most humiliating thing I've ever experienced. Ash's attorney... We think that they're out of line here. ...calls it a civil rights violation. Just decent human rights. There was no empathy. This isn't Dominique Cam's only case like this. <laughs> he filed a lawsuit against the city of Charlotte on behalf of another black woman last year. Charlotte Mecklenburg police forced their way into her apartment in 2018 after early morning 911 calls from worried neighbors about possible domestic violence. The officers involved said they were afraid someone's life was in immediate danger. Police fire, come to the door. After hearing a loud bang and a woman inside whimpering and wailing like she was in pain. We're gonna have to do it. Once inside. Ma'am, are you okay? Police found a damaged apartment, but no signs of injury or a domestic violence crime. We do think that her rights were violated. A judge disagreed, recently dismissing the lawsuit, ruling the officer's actions were justified due to exigent circumstances. Just a year later in Rock Hill, shut that door. Police held this naked 71-year-old man at gunpoint. Officers said they were looking for people connected to a car break-in, noticed Jethro Devane's door open, thought the home was abandoned, and reasonably believed the suspects might be inside. They weren't. Instead, they found Devane and searched his home. Officers said for his safety. He could have took my life. He died last year with a lawsuit pending. They need to be held responsible for what they did. Every one of these cases... It feels like we have a long way to go. ...brings back memories... That's a reminder of the past. ...of law enforcement's checkered history. It promotes the distrust. We're not evolving. Former FBI agent and federal prosecutor M. Quentin Williams runs an organization that helps educate police about building better relationships with vulnerable communities. You have to select the right people, you have to train them well, and you have to make them accountable. 
He says it's critical law enforcement promotes a culture of trust, so when they make a questionable decision, the public has confidence in their intentions. If you have trust as a foundation already embedded in the community, then the community will give you a break. They'll give you the benefit of the doubt. In these kind of cases, he says police must prioritize preserving dignity by making quick and proper decisions, immediately calling a female officer to the scene if one's not already there. We'll definitely get you some clothes. And ensuring the people impacted are given clothes ASAP. Once police are certain, there's no danger. I should have been given privacy and respect. Officers eventually gave Shalanda Ash a blanket. All my ex was to be covered up. But she says only after. Y'all embarrassed me in front of my neighbors. They had already humiliated her. There is body camera footage from this case, but Judge Jesse Caldwell ruled against releasing it publicly, saying he doesn't see how it would accomplish anything other than trying to embarrass law enforcement, rightly or wrongly, without the proper context. That's according to a court transcript. Meanwhile, Gaston County Police declined comment for this story. Nate Morabito, WCNC Charlotte. More Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Folks, come interact with us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're there. And if there's something you want us to talk about here on Flashpoint, let us know. And always, remember to listen and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. And we'll see you back here next weekend.